When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Back to the same old place. Sweet home. All right, welcome back to Bears. Nation podcast. We have half of the crew today. We got me, myself, Kevin Lapka, along with the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Nano. Chris, how we doing, buddy? Oh man, uh, coming off a Bears win, how can I not be feeling good right now? Um, you know, it wasn't the prettiest game, but um, I think we'll all take it at this point. Absolutely, it is a victory in Monday. That's all that matters. A win is a win in the NFL, uh, and that's the most important thing. And hey, it's crazy to talk about, but right now the Bears are in the playoff hunt. Uh, you you look at NFL.com and you search up playoffs. The Bears are right there behind the Los Angeles Rams, who are playing right now on Monday Night Football, losing to the Ravens, which will be something to keep an eye on. But, Chris, let's go back to this Giants game before we get into uh, a, a look forward. Just fresh takeaways from the Giants game, things that you like, things that you didn't like, whatever you want to speak about to get it off your chest, say it right now. All right, well, first things first, um, you know, Allen Robinson, just doing Allen Robinson things. We say it pretty much every week on this podcast. Um, I mean, I, I've we we also say this every week, but I mean, I've run out of words to describe him. He just he's a menace. He's impossible to guard, um, and you know that's why I was so shocked when Jalen Ramsey was able to contain him last week. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, shout out to him. He did a great job. Uh, but you know, Allen Robinson did exactly what we expected him to do. Uh, he did what we you know what he should he should be doing. Um, and, you know, just if, if you give him the ball, he's going to make things happen. Um, and then huge, huge shout out to Anthony Miller. Uh, we gave him a lot of crap on this podcast. Yep. Week. Um, but, you know, he had a he had a solid game, six receptions for 77 yards. Um, and, you know, that's just that's what we need to see from him consistently. I mean, um, you know, it, it's never it's never about the talent with him. We know what type of talent that guy possesses. It's more just showing it week in and week out. Um, and he did a great job of that. He did a great job of showing it um, yesterday. But, um, you know, we got to see we got to see it consistently. That's all that's important. Absolutely. I, I will also formally apologize to Anthony Miller. If you're listening, buddy, I'm sorry. I was a little harsh on you after the Rams, but rightfully so. I had to be a little bit critical. But, you know, that's the definition of a bounce back game. He was all over the field uh, making plays. And look, Allen Robinson should have had another 60 yard uh, reception off that beautiful catch and run, but that was a play that was negated uh, due to a penalty. And then you think about the Ben Broniker drop in the red zone that would have been a surefire touchdown. So if I had to take away something from this game, it's just you know the storyline of the Bears throughout the year and very evidently against the New York Giants was the lack of execution and how they just need to do those little things right. I mean, if they do the little things like again, be clean with penalties, you get 60 yards on that play. If you do the little things like catch a ball when there's not even a defender 10 yards within you you know those little things you win that game by 30 points um so i think that was you know that's something that you could take away is look you know it was a close game but 
had they done these little things that they haven't been doing all year, then they can start blowing these teams out. And that's what's going to give you the edge against some of the good teams that you're going to face going forward. So, I mean, I know you saw that Ben Broniker drop and then again, that Allen Robinson play. So, you know, I think, I just think that execution still remains like that, the thing that the bears really have to focus on and kind of that one thing that's kind of holding them back. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, you know, we we lead the league in drops. So, I mean, that that mm-hmm. kind of goes without saying at this point. Um, I, I was just that that Ben Broniker um, drop was just ridiculous. I mean, that that was one of the worst drops I think I've seen from any Bears player this year. I mean, there was no one around him. Um, and, you know, it's just it, it sucks. You know, I, you know, as as bad as Mitch has looked at times um, and, I, and I'm putting a lot of emphasis on at times because, you know, he has looked decent at, at, at other yeah. times. But, um, you know, I, as, as bad as, as, he's, as he's been at times, you know, it, it's, it's just one of those things where he's not getting any help. So, I mean, when he's playing bad, it looks really bad as a whole. You know, as a whole unit, we look terrible because, you know, no one's helping him out. No one's stepping up and, and making plays. Um, and, I, I, you know, I don't want to harp too much on it because, you know, the, the boys did step up. You know, in the second half, and, and they made the plays when they needed to. But um, it's just it's just cleaning stuff up. Um, you know, just silly ter- or silly mistakes, silly penalties. That you know, if, exactly like you said. I mean, if you clean them up, you know, we're having different conversations on this podcast every week. Absolutely. And that that's absolutely a fact. But let's talk about Mitchell Trubisky, right? I mean, we've seen, you know, I, I didn't mind what I saw from Mitch Trubisky on Sunday. I think everyone can kind of feel the same. I mean, he did some nice things. If you're one that believes he had a hit pointer injury, he looked very mobile and athletic uh, coming off of, you know, whether this injury is or not coming off of an injury. I mean, he was moving around in the pocket. The one play that stands out to me is, you know, they're right inside their five yard line. Pressure's coming in on him, and he, like, scrambles out, I think, on even third down to get 10 yards in a first down. So I was very, very impressed with mobility and, you know, him on the run. And this is what we need to keep seeing from Mitchell Trubisky. Jake Hassan, who is not on the show today, our main host, just texted me saying his official statement for the podcast is, clearly Mitchell Trubisky needs to be on the move uh, and out of the pocket. The numbers show that. So, you know, I think... Jake is absolutely correct, and we've been clamoring for it. But uh, you know, as he gets healthier here, and as he you know gets a little bit more comfortable, um, and once he starts to move around the pocket, I mean, he can he can be dangerous. So you know, just takeaways and thoughts of how much Jubisky played on Sunday. Yeah, honestly, I was gonna say exactly what Jake said. I mean, you know, I'm I'm thinking about it right now, and it's like I honestly do not have a problem with how he played yesterday. I mean, I. The thing is, we've talked about it all season long, and it sucks that it's taken this long. But it looks like it looked like they were moving him out of the outside the pocket a lot more in this game, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I feel like he looks so effective at times. Um, you know, he look he had he two he threw he threw two very bad interceptions in my opinion, um, interceptions that definitely should not have happened. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think he was all right. Um, you know, I, I think could he have been better? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, it wasn't a terrible game, and I think we need to continue to see him, you know, roll out of the pocket and use his legs. That one play that you brought up was just phenomenal. I was, you know, I it was jaw-dropping almost. It was like, come on, man, like, where yeah. has this been? Where has this been? Um, but, yeah, that was very nice to see. Um, and honestly, I give him, you know, if I had to put a number on it out of 10, I think he, it was a seven, seven and a half, seven to seven and a half out of 10 performance. Um, I, I think he could have done better, but. It could have been a lot worse. And, you know, I'll take it right now. Uh, like you said, you know, there, we don't get style points for, for any of these wins. So 
a win is a win and and you know he did enough and you know hopefully we can keep this up you know moving forward right and i think it's just important that they were moving the ball well i mean that's obviously yeah. something that we yeah. haven't seen i mean they were moving the ball down the field and and it was refreshing to see as a fan you're like all right and the thing that i took away the most about the offense and this is what i've been saying and it's really not that difficult of a concept is you know they were in a bit of a rut here and there and then they said all right let's do what we always should be doing and throw the ball to Allen robinson and good things happen when you throw the ball to Allen robinson um, so, I mean, they just, you know, well, and Anthony Miller in that game, but especially, you know, Alan Robinson, we mentioned it, he's just, he's just playing at a special level right now. So, I mean, that's just got to be their ideology going forward is you just got to, you got to hit Alan Robinson. You got to trust him to make those plays, feed Anthony Miller as well. I mean, Taylor Gabriel is still a guy who's going to be boomer bust week in and week out. And although we thought we had our up and coming tight end, uh, Ben Bronick <laughs> after the drop, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. much, uh, of a star he is, but Hey, he's young. Uh, he's the Harvard man. We'll give him some time. Uh, still got hope for him. But I want to turn it over to the running game. Oh, actually, one more thing on Mitchell Trubisky. And this is something that I said uh, about a few weeks ago is, you know, if, if Mitchell Trubisky is throwing the ball down the field, I can afford a few interceptions from him. And that's basically exactly what we saw on Sunday is he was yeah. throwing the ball down the field a little bit. We were getting yardage. I think he had like 270, 280 yards. He had a touchdown. But he threw a few interceptions. But it's almost like I'd rather have that in the performances we've been seeing where it's like 120 yards passing, no touchdowns, absolutely not moving at all. Um, so as fans, you know, I see people hating on Mitch Trubisky for the interceptions. Well, you just got to accept at some point the good uh, in it all. And I think the good in it all is he's starting to begin to trust himself uh, downfield, trust his receivers downfield and trust his legs and trust his body. So I think that's huge. Um, do you have any more thoughts on that? Um, you know, I look, I, I kind of just been been thinking about something. It's like, no matter what Mitch does, he's going to get hate. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, I it's at this point, I've kind of accepted that um, he's going to have to throw for 500 yards, four touchdowns and no interceptions <laughs> in a game for people to, to kind of just even give him credit for that game by itself. You know, I mean, no one's mm -hmm. no one's calling him a Pro Bowl quarterback, even though he was one last year. But, um, you know, no one's calling him a Hall of Famer. No one's calling him a you know, a superstar, but you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, you know, he's, he's probably not going to be the guy that we thought. I think that's okay to say. Um, but you know, just putting all the blame on him when it's clearly not only on him is just kind of silly at this point. And, um, you know, I, I just, I, I have so many, so many things I want to get to, but just as far as Mitch, Mitch Trubisky goes exactly like you said, I'll absolutely take the type of game he had, um, he had yesterday. Uh, you know, it, it was one of his better games, in my opinion, even though he had those those two interceptions. Um, I, I think we need to see him on his feet more. I think that's pretty much the bottom line. Um, and, you know, throw the ball downfield. Uh, you know, good things happen, like you said, with Allen Robinson, um, Anthony Miller. And, you know, it, it, all it takes is, is another guy to step up, whether that be Taylor Gabriel, Javon Wims, even, you know, if Riley Ridley gets a chance. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm OK. I, I'm, I'm OK with Mitch right now. I, I, I don't have too many complaints. Absolutely. And I think the most important thing is we've seen progression and we've seen improvements in his game. And I know it's a third year quarterback and you hate to be talking about little improvements, but just with where he's at, you got to take what you can get and you got to accept it. But you said you have some other things you want to get to. You want to let that out right now? Yep. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting very sick and tired of the offensive line. Um, just so many silly mistakes, so many penalties. Um, and it just, I, it doesn't look like the same unit as last year. I, I don't really have an answer to it either. Um, so I kind of just wanted to, to, to talk to you about that and ask you, 
Uh, I mean, what what do you what do you think is going on? Like, are you are you happy with with how they're playing, or or what's the deal with you? Yeah, I don't think you can be happy. I don't think anyone's happy. And I think the main thing too is like the storyline for all year. It's just confusion, and no one really knows, right? It's yeah. it's one of those things where what's the explanation? We thought the explanation was gonna be maybe switching white hair and uh and switching daniels we thought the switch would be an explanation we thought uh rashad coward being in there in place of kyle long would be that but it's just you know they haven't been great as a unit and no one knows why so maybe it's a harry haystand issue uh it's a coaching issue something like that and it doesn't get much better because bobby massey uh, is out with that ankle injury, not like Bobby Massey's yeah. been playing well. So maybe maybe Cornelius Lucas is the fix uh, going yeah. forward there at right tackle. Um, you know, it's just, it's baffling. It really is. And it's really frustrating because when you talk about the running game, the passing game has been okay it's obviously not a great unit but it's been better compared to what it's been for the rushing game i mean it's 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 uh, i feel bad for david montgomery every time he gets the football there's nothing he can do i mean he gets the ball he takes the handoff and there's a defender in his face you literally can't do anything if even if you're saquon barkley if you're christian mccaffrey you know none of those guys can do anything if that's the case with the offensive line so uh you know they got things to fix and i think again this this has to be a focal point uh in practice and and the coaching needs to be uh, at a high level because these guys aren't getting it done but you know that's where Mitch start it has to start making plays on his own which he did on Sunday but uh not a lot of explanations for what's going on with the offensive line so hopefully it'll uh, it'll improve with Cornelius Lucas or something yeah I mean it, it's to me it's not really well it definitely is about the performance as, as you know overall but you know it's just they're they're some of the penalties they're picking up, it's like, what like right. what's, What exactly is going on? I mean, it, it, this stuff was not happening last year. At least I don't remember it happening last year. Um, I could be wrong. Do you, I mean, do you agree with that? Or Because, I, I mean, I, I, I really don't, did not see this happening last year. They looked very disciplined, um, and, and they were just playing well as a unit. I, I just, you know, it just doesn't really make sense, and I think that's what makes it the most frustrating. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, just clean up the penalties for now. Um, and I think we can survive with the offensive line. But, you know, when 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 guys are getting beat and guys are getting destroyed at the line of scrimmage and then on top of that, you're you're not helping yourself at all, um, with, you know, with pre-snap and stuff like that. It, it's just it's ridiculous. It's very undisciplined. Um, and, and that's something they're going to have to 100 percent clean up like right now. Yeah, I mean, holding penalties are, you know, the, the, I think an important thing to note is this is what the broadcast has noted. That crew, the referee crew that did the game against the Giants, caused the most holding penalties of any crew in football. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't even that. Like, on the 60-yard play, you know, that was a hands-to-the-face, just a yeah. useless— a, a hands-to-the-face to me is just the most confusing thing. It's absolutely useless. I mean, yeah. it, it just makes no sense to me. Um, and granted, the defender was, had, had his fans hands-to-the-face of our offensive linemen yeah. as well. But, you know, it's just—you know, you can't look at it that way. But it, it's just—you got to eliminate these little ticky-tacky errors and these little holding calls. I mean, every time some guy goes down the field with a big gain, you know, I hold my breath for seconds exactly. before I see the yellow flag <laughs> thing show up on the broadcast— and when I don't see that, I can exhale. But, um, you know, it's, I again, there, there's not much of an explanation. And, again, that, that's that been the storyline for the 2019 Bears is, you know, everyone's, you know, you know running around asking why. Uh, why is the team 5-6? and six? And they have this, those same questions for the offensive line. But um, I, think, I, I think the most important thing is they can be a capable unit. And we've seen them be fine. I mean, I mean it's just 
you know, sometimes when you go up against Aaron Donald, that's a tough matchup. But I think they can be good enough uh, to allow Mitchell Trubisky to put together and allow that running game to put it together uh, a good enough game. So, again, hopefully going forward, as the team gains momentum, so do all these specific little units, and they all feed off of each other and start to play motivated football. Uh, but I uh, do you have anything else on, on the offensive line? Um, you know, that's about it. All I can say is clean it up. That's it. <laughs> clean it up. Absolutely. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, let's start over the defense, shall we? Um, oh, the yeah. defense. Oh, boy. I mean, they are just, you know, they played lights out on Sunday. And our boy Khalil Mack, hey, you know, this is, you know, this is, I guess the breakout game, I don't know, I guess you consider it that. I mean, that forced fumble uh, yeah. w- was fantastic. And then there's this viral video of him literally running through three men, uh, three 300-pound men, which is, you know, a standard for Khalil Mack. So, you know, Khalil Mack was back. The defense was hungry. Uh, they were just not allowing the Giants to do anything, not allowing one of the best rushers in football, Saquon Barkley, to do anything. And this is the defense we expect. And most importantly, I think the defense you can expect even more when the offense is playing well. So, so takeaways on the defensive performance on Sunday. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm I'm about to shout out a player. Can you guess who this player is? Buster screen. It is not, but it, it's no Ooh. one in the second. It's no one in the secondary. Mm, Nick Williams. Nick Kwiatkowski. No. All right. I'll I'll let you know right now. Leonard Floyd. Oh. With, with the game of the season. Wow. He was everywhere. He was making plays. There was pressure. That's all I needed to see. That that's it. And you know, it could it could have been a coincidence. It could have been a coincidence. But you know, he started playing well, and then Khalil Max suddenly mm-hmm. he woke up. You know, it, it's just that's kind of what we've been talking about all year. You know, they, these guys feed off each other, and it's becoming more evident. I feel every week. Um, you know, and. Uh, I, I didn't shout out Buster Screen because at this point I'm expecting him to play well. I, you know, I, you know my opinion on him has changed completely. Uh, we, we've mentioned it on this podcast, um, but the whole secondary was phenomenal. Um, they had that one play, that Golden Tate touchdown, which was a little frustrating. I don't know if there was some miscommunication there or what was going on, but um, you know, if if the defense is giving you, you know, if they're making every single play and then they they let one go, it it, it happens. That's football. Um, but, you know, just Leonard Floyd was phenomenal. Um, you know, Khalil Mack had a good game. Nick Williams. You know, I, I think I think we can pretty much shout out every player on this defense yesterday um, for, for, uh, based off yesterday's performance. So, um, I mean, there's not much more to say. This defense is going to do what the defense does. Um, and, and they're just, you know, in my opinion, they're still a top three defense. And, and like you said, when the offense gets it going, you know, the, the defense feeds off that. You know, they're a team and that's what a team is. Um, you know, they, they, they ride with each other and, and that's just how it's going to, that's just how it's going to be. Absolutely. Chris nailed that. I mean, Leonard Floyd was all over the place. I mean, on those yeah. play actions with Daniel Jones, I mean, he could do nothing because Leonard Floyd was chasing after him uh, every time. And look, Khalil Mack was going up, I believe, was he going up against Zeitler most of the game? Uh, I, 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 I believe, believe he was. So, so yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's huge. I mean, this is, you know, again, Zeitler's a, a, a great tackle. And, you know, for him to still have a productive game against a guy like that, I mean, this is what we expect from Khalil Mack, of course. But, you know, he's out of his rut. He's ready to go. And I think he was just, you know, something was off. And I think we could all tell that. And then he met with the media. So that was great. I mean, we haven't heard from him in a while. And then he comes out and has a great game on Sunday. And, again, I mean, look, this defense is powered by Khalil Mack. And, and, and when, when the Bears win football games, Khalil Mack does something right most of the time. And with that strip sack fumble, he put him in a real good position. But, you know, Chris mentioned it. Everybody on the field is playing well. I mean, I can think of the Ha, Clinton Dix, incredible fourth down tackle. Uh, I mean, that it was like fourth and three. Ha, Clinton Dix reads it perfectly, makes a beautiful tackle. You know, you talk about that Golden Tate touchdown. You know what happened there? I went back and I watched it. Eddie, so I think it was like fourth and 16 inside their uh, inside yeah. the red zone. Eddie yeah. Jackson was kind of worried, I think, about them getting the first down. So he kind of jumped up like okay. towards, towards, yeah, the line, towards the first down line and yeah. Golden Tate snuck back and he didn't have enough time to recover. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those kind of things happen. But with, when the defense plays that well, I mean, you mentioned it, you know, we're not feeling too bad about those types of plays. But, hey, they yeah. took advantage of a rookie quarterback. Yeah, yeah, 100 um, percent. You know, I, I wanted to ask you another thing. So, I mean, what do you do about HaHa Clinton Dix at this point? I mean, there's no way you can let him walk, right? No, I think, I mean, uh, look, this guy, again, it's quiet when it comes to the stat sheet, but he's been playing fantastically. And I don't think he's going to be asking for tons of money. He's going to be playing with his guy from Alabama. He loves the culture of the Bears, I think. He loves Eddie Jackson playing alongside him. So I think he's going to be okay to take less money and stay with this team. And and the Bears front office should absolutely have that mentality that they need to bring him back. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, oh, 100%. I mean, I don't think they can let him walk at this point. Uh, honestly, I mean... I I'll go as far as saying as I'll go as far as saying, you know, he's he's been a top three player on this defense uh, this year. Right? And I, I don't think there's I don't think anyone could really argue that too much. I mean, I think he's been one of the better safeties in the entire league. Um, Absolutely. And, and I don't think that this is me being biased. I, I this is completely unbiased. I, I think man he's been phenomenal and he's exceeded all my expectations um, at this point. I think it would be absolutely foolish to let him to let him walk. Absolutely. And again, the stats don't pop out because teams aren't going down at him. But anytime underneath that he gets a chance, I mean, he's out there making plays uh, and him and Eddie Jackson just play so well together. So I think that is that is something that, you know, this is a one year prove it deal. And right now he's proven it. Um, So I think that's something that they're that they're going to do. And and look, this defense now, you know, it's crazy. But in three weeks, the Bears could be seven and six and they're going to start getting Akeem Hicks back. So they're in the future. Are, are might start even playing better um, than they are now. But, you know, that front seven, which we were kind of worried about, I think, because of the past few games, teams have been kind of doing, uh, you know, winning the line of scrimmage. You know, ever since Akeem Hicks, we were really saying that, winning the line of scrimmage against the Bears front seven. And then with Saquon Barkley coming to town, I think all of us were just a bit worried. I think we were uh, understanding that the Bears would win that matchup, but still a bit worried because of what he did to us last year, even with Hakeem Hicks or, or whatnot. But, you know, they stepped up in a huge way. So I want to shout out the front seven and Nick Williams, Roe Robertson, Harris, all those guys up front, because anytime, again, this is a generational player in Saquon Barkley, and you hold him to 56 yards, I mean, that deserves a round of applause itself. So yep. shout out the front seven, and, and that's what they need to do going forward, control the line of scrimmage. And if they do that, I mean, they, they can keep the Bears in every football game. And I mean, that's really what they've been doing all year, and I think that's what's so important is they keep the team in the in the game no matter what no matter till the end and that's been evident other than really the saints game yeah yeah i mean it's just 
I, it hurts my heart when I see the offense play bad because it's mm-hmm. like at this point, I mean, the, the defense is doing everything and, and, you know, they, they do it week in and week out. I even tweeted this out. I mean, it, it's like, uh, there's not much more the defense could be doing. And, mm-hmm. and like, I honestly mean that. I mean, they they can't be playing much better than they've been playing. Um, you know, of course they're going to have some bad games. They're going to have some bad plays. It happens. It's football. Um, and this is professional football. So I, I say this all the time. I mean, the other guys, the, the offenses of other teams are trying to make plays as well. And they have good players as well. So, I mean, it's going to happen. Um, but, you know, just overall, this defense has been phenomenal the last two years. It's been, you know, it's been so fun to watch this defense. And, you know, just just, just need the offense to do enough, just enough. They don't even have to be great. They don't even have to be playing to the level that the defense is playing. Just just be okay, you know, just, just do the just do the things you're supposed to do. And, you know, this team could pick up some wins and, and maybe maybe still make a run. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that, but, you know, that, that that's where we're at. Absolutely. And I'll get to that in a second. But I just, you know, I'm just kind of thinking about NFL history. And, I'm, you know, considering how bad this offense has been throughout the year, I mean, this has to be one of the best defenses dealing with a bad offense like that. I mean, yeah. not many defenses can recover in a situation like that. I mean, every week yeah. we're talking about, you know, this, te- this defense is so tired and whatnot. So, I mean, what they're doing right now with that offensive performance that we've seen throughout the year, I mean, it really is just incredible. So, you know, you know, we can give unlimited shout outs to them because they deserve it. But Hey, Chris just mentioned it. Let's talk a little bit about the future now, because, you know, again, Chris said, it's crazy to say, but the bears are five and six and there's still a chance to make the playoffs because I was doing some, uh, some research on how they could get in. And, it's really not as crazy as you may seem because right now it's the Vikings and the Seahawks uh, right there in the two wildcard slots, right? The Eagles lost on Sunday, so they are five and six. The Cowboys lost on Sunday. They are six and five. The Panthers lost on Sunday. They are five and six. And the Rams right now are currently losing big to the Ravens uh, 28 to six. So they are likely going to drop to six and five. So basically the Bears need the Eagles to get to seven losses since they lost the head to head to them. Panthers doesn't really matter for them. Uh, we can have the same record as them. We would just have to see a tiebreaker for that. They need the Rams to be seven losses as well because they lose the head-to-head loss to the, uh, the Rams. So then you need the Vikings to lose two more games, and then we would have to beat them week 17 to get in. So, Chris, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm all aboard the run-the-table-make-the-playoffs train. I know, and, and it's absurd, but I'm all aboard. Are you? You know what, man? I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I've done so much trash talk um, heading into this season. I've talked so much crap that I will cling on to anything just because you know I'm in, <laughs> I'm in too deep at this point. So you know right. what, you know what might as well just might as well just keep going. So um, you know, look, it's not crazy. It's actually not crazy. Um, you know, we're definitely gonna need some help. That goes without saying. But you know, if we take care of business, if we run the table, I think this team does actually have a very good chance of making the playoffs. And I can't believe I'm saying that right now after the. The episode that we had last week, it's just like <laughs> a completely different vibe. But um, and, you know, it, it doesn't I, I just I just don't want the, the fans of the show to think that, you know, we're just flip flopping after every win or loss. It's just we're, we're, we're you know, we're, we're trying to we're trying to have hope that that's all it is. Um, and, you know, we, we know this team. We know what this team is capable of. I think that's that's what this all boils down to. Um, we know the talent that this roster possesses. Um, and it's just it's just about just, you know, putting it all together. And, you know, if they do that. You know, this team, I don't think it's far-fetched to say that at all. Absolutely. I mean, you hit it. I mean, last week I opened the podcast saying it's over, the season's over, the season's done. But, you know, that's raw emotions. That was pure raw emotions 
emotions were. I mean, after that performance on Sunday night, no one in the uh, no Bears fan in the world was happy. We're all saying absurd things like tank for a draft pick. So once you get a few <laughs> days and a few weeks uh, to kind of simmer down and understand and get a new perspective on things, you know, I, I was never really going to give up hope until they're mathematically eliminated. But now, you know, looking at some of these teams that lost, it's really it's really possible. And it, it, again, like Chris said, it's not too crazy and as Bears fans you know just with the the history of the franchise in in recency you're going to cling on to any hope that you can get and if you weren't to do that then I don't know what to tell you you're just not a fan I mean you know it's one thing to be realistic yeah like sure is it likely no it's not likely I mean it's still like a two three four five percent chance that they get in but you're telling me there's a chance I'm going to cling on to it and if you're a Bears fan you should too I mean we still get to buy ourselves uh, a few more Sundays uh, well Thursdays because our next two games are on Thursday a few more Thursdays to go out there and enjoy the team and, and still see them have a shot to make the playoffs and I think you know that's the most important thing is you know we get for at least one more week we get to watch the Bears play uh, competitive meaningful football and that begins on Thursday it's Thanksgiving you'll be with the families watching the Chicago Bears 11:30 a.m. against the D Detroit Lions on Fox, Chris, Nano, Jake Hassan, and I believe Josh, uh, Lyles, will all be on a podcast tomorrow, uh, and we're going to merge these two podcasts together and do uh, so one total podcast of this Giants recap game and the Thanksgiving game preview. Chris, any last thoughts about uh, yesterday's game or about anything Bears? Um, I just want to say one thing, and I'll, and I'll end it right here. Run the table, baby. Run the table. Absolutely. That's all we got, baby. Bears Nation podcast signing off. We'll see you guys next week and bear down. Bear down.